Hi everyone, you're listening to Rad Talk Making Waves. I'm Jodie and I've got Naaman with me. Hi Naaman. Hi Jodie. So I just want to start by saying thank you to Mandy Tucky and Nikki Hutton for being on the last podcast. It was really interesting. They talked about the repair study. Thank you for that. Uh, so today we've got the founders of the Little Sea Club, uh, Jennifer Pope and Nicola Owen, to discuss their amazing flashcards that they've designed, uh, which are aimed at explaining the world of cancer to children. Hi, Jen and Nick. Hello. <laughs> Lovely to speak to you both. Thank you for being on our podcast today. It's our 10th one, so we're really excited. I'm really excited to have you both on. Um, so... Could you tell us a bit about yourselves? Um, how did you meet, I suppose? Um, can we start with you, Jen? Could you just tell us a bit about your background, please? Yeah, so um, I'm 36. I have got two children. And in May 2019, I got diagnosed with um, primary breast cancer. Uh, went through uh, eight rounds of chemotherapy and radiotherapy um, and was about to have my planning meeting for my Dieppe reconstruction. Uh, they'd done a CT scan on me and uh, found that it had actually metastasized and that they had found a spot on my hip and my spine. Um, so then I got diagnosed with secondary breast cancer. Um, and yeah, currently on Cape Cytobine, uh, chemotherapy tablets and yeah doing doing well actually it's um it's doing what it should be doing so we are That's in a good, good place yeah no yeah feeling very feeling very healthy the irony of it is that I feel really really healthy um so yeah that's me and uh, did you say on your website it says that you both met at an event so yes yeah, so we yeah. both met in um Bristol literally oh, right. just before the first lockdown of covid um, we oh. both attended a breast cancer now I call it a retreat it wasn't a retreat it was a gathering of other women who were young women with secondary breast cancer um, kind of like a conference I suppose so there was oncologists there was um, clinicians there was therapists and uh, we spent the weekend in Bristol and um, kind of getting to know people finding other people in a similar situation um, found out loads of things about trials and clinical kind of diagnosis, which was brilliant because I'd only just been diagnosed with secondary breast cancer. So I didn't know a lot about it. So it was quite an education um, learning all the lingo, whereas Nick was a bit more familiar with, with yeah, some of okay. the stuff. But we kind of migrated towards each other because we're, we're quite similar <laughs> and we live really close to each So Nick, your, your background, so, I suppose, so as Jen was just saying... Did you get diagnosed before her? Yeah, so my diagnosis was slightly different in the fact that I had quite a long gap between my primary diagnosis, which was back in 2011, oh, okay. um, and my secondary diagnosis. So when I was initially diagnosed, I didn't have children. I was 26, um, and I had left-sided breast cancer. So I went through a mastectomy, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, um, and then I was on a hormone treatment just as a preventative. Um, yeah. And then I had a break in that treatment to have my two children. And then in 2018, when Poppy, my youngest, was four months, I was diagnosed with secondaries in my liver and bones. Um, so now I'm on a treatment called palbocyclib um, and lots of hormone treatments, Olodex to make me menopausal, uh, letrozole, and I have denosumab to strengthen my bones. Um, 
And thankfully, touch wood, that's my first line treatment and it's kept me stable for just over three years now. So I'm doing quite well on the treatment. Good for you. Yeah. And um, it's a very different sort of story, isn't it? You've both got, but I can see how you, you kind of linked and shared stories probably at this event that you went to. It's really good, these events that you get to go to and um, you get to meet a lot of people, I expect. And I've seen lots of things on Instagram, people sharing their stories. So it's really good that you've, you know, started the little C club up. I think mm. it's, it's really amazing. So I think um, Naaman had a couple of questions, didn't you, Naaman, about the little C club? Yeah. Generally, thanks for sharing your stories. Yeah, um, it's brilliant. And I think going quite nicely into so, Jen, what what is the Little Sea Club? So, at the event that Nick and I went to, um, we attended a session which was about talking to children, which obviously for both of us was one of the biggest um, issues that I suppose you face when you have any kind of cancer diagnosis. One of the first questions is, "Well, I've got children. What what am I supposed to tell them?" Um, and Nick and I sat in this session with I think there's probably about 15 other mums in the room and the like the she I think she was like a child psychologist and she was brilliant and she had some really good ideas and some um sort of practical advice but she ended the session reading this book which was really really emotive and by the end of it everybody in the room was 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 crying (laughs) hysterically um so we we both kind of left there, went to the bar, had a glass of wine and was like, well, that that's not going to be how we approach this. Um, and so after we left, Nick and I kept in contact via um, Zoom, obviously, as everybody did in the pandemic. And it was brilliant because Nick was in the process of writing a book um, and I, I'm a secondary school teacher. So my background is is art and design. So I sort of said, oh, I was thinking of creating a set of flashcards because um, my kids use flashcards at school. It's something that they're used to. It's it's kind of um, age appropriate, I suppose. And so we kind of collaborated and created the Little C Club as a means of being able to our own narrative as to how we spoke to the children about things. And we were both and we still are of the mindset that it's really important to be honest and and open with them but in an age appropriate way so that it's part of their everyday language they understand stuff but um it's not scary and I think the more you talk about it the more natural it becomes that they're quite accepting my kids are they're both very accepting of of what's going on obviously they don't know everything because that would be silly and there's time and a place for things like that to happen but the cards themselves are in like an a to z of cancer and um, and they some of the cards don't even have anything to do with cancer on them they're just about well-being and mental health and things but it gives them kind of the basics of of the things that they need to know or ask questions about i suppose that's yeah. amazing mm, really yeah. good so how old are your children, if you don't mind me asking? So mine are, Dylan is just about to turn six and Poppy is three. Yeah, Albie's six, or he will be six next on, on Saturday. So Dylan and Albie literally um, have birthdays really close together. And Eliza is nine. She'll be 10 in September. Uh-huh. Um, so she's like the other end of the spectrum. So I guess um, you've you've made these flashcards and um, I've looked at them, you know, online on your on your website and they look really, you know, they look really colourful, really interesting. And um, 
I suppose they would cater to a, a wide range of children's ages. So I guess for like younger children, like from the age of three, do you, do you find that they're quite interested in them as well? Or like, because obviously yeah, they can't so read yet, can they? So with, um, with Poppy, I use them a lot to learn her alphabet. So oh, even, yeah. if we're not, even if we're not just talking about cancer, yeah. we uh, use them to learn her letters and she'll point out some of the pictures and even things like she had a preschool booster injections a few weeks ago and I used the injections card to talk to her about what we were going to the nurse for and what was going to happen. So I don't overwhelm her with all the stuff about cancer no. at the moment because she's too young to understand it and she doesn't yeah. really need to know. But what was important for me was that she started to learn these words and things that we're experiencing. So she grows with them naturally rather than having to sit her down when she's older and does understand and have to tell her all this stuff that she had no idea about. So Yeah. And yeah. it's amazing what they pick up even at a young age, isn't it? So even though you might be talking about something to someone else, you might not think that they're listening, that one day they'll come out with something and you'll be like, wow, I can't believe that it had you know that effect on you or you're actually listening yeah. to that conversation so you do have to be really careful around children don't you yeah. and I think your flashcards are so such a great idea because they understand so much don't they mm. even at such a young age um because I've got a three-year-old and sometimes she picks up things that I'm saying and I'm like I really didn't want you to know about that but I'll give you an explanation <laughs> and um yeah so it's probably you're doing such a good job starting them from such a young age not talking about cancer but but starting off with the flashcards and getting them thinking about things I suppose yeah yeah and um yeah it's, it's amazing incredible I think the kids have quite liked being involved in it as well yeah I know Eliza was really um uh, she was quite keen at the start when we were deciding what each of the letters should stand for, that it was it was quite important that we had their perspective as well. Um, so they've been quite involved in developing it, which has been really nice. And they're included in the club um, and yeah. they kind of feature in the cards, which I think, they, they think it's brilliant because they've been on the news with them and they've been in the magazines and newspapers and stuff. So they think they're famous. Oh. <laughs> it's <just> hilarious. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a really nice experience for them to have. And I just think like out of the absolute storm that this is, they've actually enjoyed some elements of it, which which has been lovely. And the fact that, my children and Nick's children get on so well they just they just click and I they're they're it's really lovely seeing them play together which is nice so it's another support network for them as well isn't it especially at their yeah. age group as well like having other kids to talk to yeah it's, it's, it's really good um I was going to ask you um so what feedback have you had from other parents that are using the cards have you got like a big group of parents that are using them do they talk to you about them how they use them um, I think the, the general gist is that it just helps open the conversation and children are much more confident about coming to them with a question. Um, a lot of people have said that their children have been asking about surgeries that they've had and particularly with breast cancer, when you've had a mastectomy, it makes your body look different. Um, and people seem to find that that gives children the confidence just to ask questions and find out what's happening and get a bit more involved. Um which which is great and that that was our whole ethos we just wanted to kind of normalize the conversation so it's not cancer will always be a big deal but it needs to be something that we can openly talk about even as grown-ups I think we can find it quite hard to face that word 
Um, yeah. So it was just about getting rid of the stigma surrounding the word a little bit mm. and just talk about it normally, which it seems to be helping people do. Yeah. We've worked with um, quite a few um, charities as well, so um, smaller charities and some bigger charities, um, and they've been then a, they've been able to purchase the cards to then supply to the families um, free of charge, which has been really lovely. So they've been distributed um, quite quite um, a lot over the UK, and we've had um, packs sent out to America and Australia and New Zealand, which it was it's crazy that they're being used in all different countries um so yeah it's, it's it is it's it's been really effective I think and you work really closely with the NHS don't you so you're like partnered up with them aren't you so they're in a lot of, are they in a lot of centres now your cards how does it work yeah so we were really lucky we had a small charity in Norfolk called was it the Big C yeah, the big C. And they, um, so Laura, who's one of their um, key workers, had taken the flashcard packs to a Cancer Alliance um, board meeting and had kind of shown them and they really liked the idea of it. And so they then got in contact with us. And since, gosh, I don't know, when did we start working with them? Maybe like six months ago they kind of partnered up with us and said, look, we, we think they're great. We want this to be available um, within the NHS, which is like, that was like our ultimate, ultimate aim. Like we wanted, we wanted no parent to leave a, a consultation with their oncologist or their breast cancer nurse who had children without a set of the flashcards so that they could take them home, use them as a whole pack or just a few of the cards or whatever, just so that it helped have those initial conversations and then use them as and when they kind of um, needed them. Um, but yeah, so at the minute we're working with the East of England Cancer Alliance and they, um, uh, we've got all of the new packs and the kits that we've created um, are going to be delivered to us on the 15th of this month, which is exciting. There's going to be massive pallets outside my house with all this stuff on, <laughs> and Nick's going to have to come and help get it all in the house. Um, and then they're all going to get distributed to six systems in the east of England um, and into the NHS hospitals, um, which Nick and I are then going to go and visit and, and take the packs in, um, which we're really excited about just right. to be able to sort of hand them over um, and and then yeah and then they'll be able to then order them from us once they've run out of the ones that they've got and then the idea is that we obviously then can approach the other counties and the other areas of the UK um, to do the same so this is kind of like a pilot I suppose with the east of England um, for them to then put us in contact with the next batch of people so very exciting that is really exciting well done you talked about the kind of the parents and stuff and your own children being part of it were they part of the whole development stage or did you have to do lots of different kind of focus groups or stuff with other people we when we initially started it was actually just me jen and eliza <laughs> that, um, that literally came up with all of the letters and all of the wording. Um, since since our first pack, we've held a couple of focus groups just to see how they can can be improved. But literally at the beginning, it was just me and Jen sat at Zoom <laughs> trying to write down all our ideas and Jen doing her brilliant doodles. Um, but yeah, since then we've 
we've progressed a little bit and we've held some focus groups just to see how to move them forward and how we can make them relatable to more families, which was where our loved one pack came from. Um, Because a lot of people were saying that they're not parents, um, but they do have small people in their lives that they want to help understand what they're going through. So that was an important thing for us to develop. And that's, yeah, it's interesting you just say that because I've touched on a previous podcast about my brother having cancer. And it was as if he came, he was living with us last year and he came home one day and it was overnight he lost all of his hair because he was on chemo. Mm. And he just looked, looked poorly. Yes. And to my three-year-old, it was really hard to know because I hadn't really thought about what she'd think about that. <laughs> I don't mm. know why I should have thought more about that side of things, but I guess the way Jack handled it, which is not what other people would probably do, is he turned it into a bit of a, bit of a joke. Mm. And I don't know whether he should have done that or not, but he was like oh Jack's just gone to the doctors and they've took all my hair away or you know he just (laughs) um and because he couldn't really describe chemotherapy to her no um so I expect people still deal in their own ways with you know with their own children but at least she at least with your flashcards as you pointed out you can start those conversations and open up conversations with your children more confidently yeah and um I don't know if we should have handled it that way but it's just Jack's humor and the way he is I think Um, (laughs) I I think we've done quite a lot of um like group sessions where we've like done virtual events and things and we've always been really clear right from the start that everybody will deal with this in their own way and there's no right or wrong way of explaining it I suppose I think the selves like you said are there to just act as a prompt almost yeah. like oh this it it kind of gives the the, the bare facts kind of thing in yeah. a really child um appropriate manner um but equally when when my husband shaved my hair off um <laughs> I was really worried then the next day because obviously I'd gone to bed with hair and then I'd woke up the next mm. morning and I didn't have hair and my little boy came in and he said oh you've got less hair now than granddad has and I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and it's, it's there's just so matter of fact, aren't they, about yeah, things. Yeah. And like I've, I've told Nick, um, we're, we're quite an open family, like wandering around or whatever. And um, Albie came up to me a few months ago because I've had a mastectomy and I didn't have reconstruction because of everything that happened. And he's like, um, where's your boob? like what why why is it not there and I was like oh mommy went to the doctor and the doctor had to take it away because it had bad naughty cells in it and he's like oh the end card I was like yeah the end card oh wow that's really good and it's brilliant and and he was just like all right like fair dues kind of thing and it was as simple as that Um, whereas before I think I probably would have burst into tears and just like have been an irrational mess yeah Um, but I think it's it's enabled me to make it I use sarcasm probably way too much with them, um, but that's a that's a coping strategy, just like your brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly what he was like. Yeah. Do you think it helps your kids kind of talk to their own friends about it as well, or teachers maybe? Yeah. So my ch- so my children's school know about my, me. <laughs> 
um I'm really good friends with um some of the their, their teachers so it, that kind of helps um but my, a teacher friend of mine one of the senkos so special educational needs um teacher in a in my a friend's primary school they've actually bought some of the packs because they have a lot of children who are in a very similar situation so they use them in like a circle time kind of situation um with small groups of people and my cousin who um has recently just had breast cancer she's a head teacher at a primary school so she wasn't able to be in school because of covid and obviously treatment but her assemblies she based off of the flashcards so she'd do virtual assemblies with them and kind of explain to them what was happening with Mrs Riches today and she'd use the cards um so I think they they really translate specifically for primary school because we've kind of said it's from like two to ten kind of you could you could use them and do you think that um children that have are going through or have been through cancer themselves could use the cards or is it specifically for children who have parents? At the moment, the cards um, relate to a, a grown-up that yeah. has a diagnosis, but actually it, that's that in our next step to create a set that are specifically for children that have their own cancer, which we will be enlisting a lot of professionals to help with because yeah. obviously that's not where that's not where we're qualified and that's not our experience but yeah. we do think it's important for children because we think it'll be a really helpful tool for them to understand their own diagnosis yeah. and what they've got to what definitely face. I think that's a really really good step to take actually and I think getting the professionals involved in in that that area it, it will open so much more opportunities for children themselves that are going through it. It'll be, it'll be really good. We were really lucky when we did our launch of um, the flashcards recently, we worked alongside the Maggie centres yeah, and, um, and their child uh, art therapist um, was talking about working with us and developing that kind of um, pack for children because obviously she's got a lot more experience of working with those children um, in the centres. So I think it's definitely about enlisting the right professionals to to help us make sure that that's pitched at the right level and with the right information that people would be comfortable sharing. But you know, yeah. with your backgrounds as a nurse and as a say a secondary school teacher, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you've got so much knowledge as well. So it, it's all about working together, isn't it? And um, I think you have made a massive leap into or a step into this this area, I suppose, that a lot of people will will find so daunting at the beginning of a diagnosis. So it's it's amazing. Well done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I think your links with the charities are very good as well. Um, so I think your flashcards are on Cancer Research UK to, yeah. on their website. So that's yeah. quite a big charity to be involved with um, as well. Yeah, no, it's really good. They've been really supportive. We have them on our own website and then being able to have them available for um, as suppliers to the NHS now, it, it's going to make that route into hospitals and hospices and children's centres and things a lot a lot more straightforward for people to be able to access them, which is good. Amazing. So um, we've touched on it a little bit, but um, so I guess what's what's next for the Little C Club? So you've touched on a few things, but like what is coming up very soon or what you're what's what's top in your priority list I, I guess 
We've got so many ideas. I think yeah, it's, I it daily. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot to come. We've got lots. Yeah. Of, lots of ideas and lots of things in the pipeline. Um, I think the children's pack is quite high on the priority list. Um, we've also talked about making a pack for professionals to use within a school or within a hospice kind of setting. So it's more relevant to the professional talking to maybe a group of children rather than like a one-on-one with a parent or a loved one um so they I think those will be our next yeah next steps but there are lots and lots of ideas going on from that yeah Nic- Nicola and I have too many lunches out and then come up with all of these other <laughs> ideas and <laughs> there's too many things to choose from and um, but the packs themselves so the We've got the individual packs, which are going to be available. And then we've um, developed a kit. So um, the kit has um, other products in it, which will help with parents being able to um, explain it and be quite interactive, um, which we're really excited about. So they're going to launch soon as well. Amazing. Mm, Lots to look forward to. I, I, I'm actually on maternity leave right now, but I'm going back to work tomorrow. So <gasps> I will I will be sending you an email about getting some flashcards, definitely. Oh, yeah. Is that your first day back tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're doing this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> should be having a glass of wine or something, shouldn't I? But... You need to go and have a glass of wine. Oh my goodness. Oh, um, oh wow. So yeah. you've got a three-year-old and a younger... Oh, yeah, so Thomas is nine months today, actually. Oh. I've only just remembered, yeah, the third today. <laughs> <laughs> Gets like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Months go by. And Especially with the second. <laughs> They're nearly you know, like, a year. The, the first one, you're like, you know how many weeks they are, and weeks and days, and then the, the second, you're like, yeah, they're like, they're, they're almost one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it's going. i be fine. <laughs> um, oh. But um, it's been absolutely fabulous talking to you both. And, oh, thank um, you. I wish you all the luck with all of your, you know, your flashcards and everything that you've got planned for them. It, it just sounds absolutely amazing. And it's still such a such a young idea, isn't it? You've, you've been mm. doing it for a year, over just over a year now, was it? Yeah. 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 So, a year and a half. So you've yeah. done so much so quickly. And, um, you know, credit to you and... Um, yeah, it's been brilliant. Thank you for Aww. being on our podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, very much. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. And um, this is our 10th podcast. It's amazing how far we've come actually since 2019. If you'd like to get in touch with Jen or Nick and order some flashcards, just um, drop them an email. If you go to their website, littlecclub.com, it's a brilliant website. There's lots of examples on there of of what they do. And there's a blog as well. So have a look. And yeah, they're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So thank you, Jen and Nick. And we'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.